You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Joining me today is, as always, we have Dylan Kayser and Isha Jerome. How you guys doing today? Man, that was a hell of an intro. I, I've said it before, but that was the best one yet. I thought I was in a movie theater, you know, watching the previews with some guy, you know, <laughs> the, the deep voice guy giving out the previews. I, I thought we were listening to W Balls. <laughs> 187 W Balls FM. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, it's uh, I'm doing good, Nick. I'm doing good. Going right That's downtown, great. bitch. Going right down. No, that, that intro, though, brightened up my day. I'll tell you that. Yeah, not the, not the the Red Bull watermelon flavor you got in the hand, right? Big shout out to the watermelon flavor. I'm digging it. Have you tried the summer edition? They have like a uh, dragon fruit one that's actually not bad. This is Canada, Nick. We don't get any of that. Well, cool no, stuff. no, no. I what? think. Well, this is like part of the summer edition, isn't it? The red, the red Red Bull. Because we had like the green one, which I think is the the dragon fruit. Then we had the yellow one, which pineapple. is like fruit punch or something. Was no, it it's pineapple? not. No, it's not. It's fruit punch. Okay. Uh, get your yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. What was the right. blue one? I'm not a huge Red Bull the guy. Blue one, blue one is blueberry, but I believe that was out last year. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, There's a cyan one out there too. Hmm. There you go. I'm digging the I'm digging the watermelon though. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm I'm a frequent Red Bull goer. The peach one's one of my favorites. Um, so Red Bull, if you're listening, please sponsor us. We need the money. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm peached okay. out from t- Tim Hortons back in the day, and there's mm. peach there juice. There we go. The Tim bits. They have a signature. The, they have a signature peach juice, and when you're like ten, it was good. Now you're like, Ugh. well, it's, it's so what you it's fun. what you were forced to get like with a meal, right? You didn't drink coffee. You didn't like, drink yeah. coffee. You're not gonna get a pop. shitty old peach juice. Anyways, you don't get orange juice up there. Is well, we like do, a, but I mean, like, a, it was delicacy? just it was that was their thing. As I turn on the light here, but yeah, that was that was their thing at uh, Tim Hortons with peach juice. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, before we continue to run off on any more bullshit tangents, uh, we just got some player reviews, some season reviews on uh, your some of your favorite Sharks players. Uh, we decided to take a bit of a dive into each person. And Nick, some of yes. your least favorite Sharks players as well. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, we always got to throw in um, he who shall not be named. It's Martin Jones. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, we're going to shout out our uh, social media handles. You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. You can follow the 
the podcast at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network at Hockey Podnet. Dylan, you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn, and you can follow myself at producer underscore pigeon. Alrighty, so. Taking a look here, we're going to go into our first candidate of the shellacking, even though this person isn't going to be torn a new asshole today. Evander Kane, fan favorite, um, living rent-free in Ryan Reeves' mind, as well as many other people. Uh, let's just do a quick breakdown. I'll uh, just give some stats out here. We can start off with that. So the 2020-2021 season, we talked about it before. Evander Kane had a really good season this year. Uh, his 82-game pace for points was 72 which would have been an all-time high for him he finished with all 56 games played which is a rare occurrence especially in the sport of hockey where physicality is number one he had 22 goals 27 assists for 49 points we did the correct math this time it's hard when someone else categorizes it for you uh but uh, one stat that you can notice that's kind of gone down significantly over the last couple of years penalty minutes and hits now, he still wasn't, like, shying away from hitting anybody. He finished with 97 uh, hits on the year. But his penalty minutes dropped from 122 penalty minutes last year to only 42 penalty minutes the current year. So that's a huge step forward for Vander Kane, not as just, like, as a player, but as, like, a maturity level. And we saw it on the ice after that initial Vegas series. No, and looking so. at that stat, too, another thing that's interesting, I mean, compared to the previous season, there's only six games difference uh, between, you know, the 2021 season and the 2019 season for Vander Kane. And it's a difference of, you know, close to 80 uh, penalty minutes. So that is interesting, Nick. Yeah, and close to 40 hits as well. So um, his, uh, let's take a look here at a couple of other advanced stats. He was at a points per game percentage, or sorry, total of 0.88. Plus minus was only a minus one on a very bad Sharks team who gave up one of the highest goals, like allowed numbers. All year. I almost, I all, I almost don't know how you walk out of this season from the San Jose Sharks and only have a minus one. I mean, come, on, I'm expecting a minus ten at least, at least double the, digits. Like the funny part is, is he started the year and he did the majority uh, according to uh, Dauber. I think it was the Dauber website we're looking at here, uh, FrozenPool.DauberSports.com, where he actually played close to fifty percent of like his time with the Vander Kane and Kevin LeBanc, and while that line was producing a lot of points they were also uh, like made to shut down other teams first line so you can see throughout the year the trend where the sharks were just allowing too many goals and what the coaching staff essentially said was okay the couture line's gonna go yeah they have to go out there and try to shut people down so he's not only shutting people down he's scoring at an all-time high He's leaving with just a minus one at the end of this year. He did an absolutely phenomenal job this year. He was actually uh, nominated and given the award for the Sharks Player of the Year by uh, the Bay Area media, including Shang Pang and Kevin Kurz. And uh, just a couple of like little tidbits we wanted to go over. When the Ryan Reeves suspension was handed out, I believe it was in the beginning of the Colorado series after that first game kerfuffle. Um, he tweeted out that night. He said, instead of a suspension, they should have him play 20 minutes a night for the rest of the series, <laughs> which I absolutely loved. That's hilarious. I love even, it. Even the Vegas fans were like, oh, shit, he got us. Because everyone knows Ryan Reeves, while is an amazing physical presence on the ice, is dog shit at the, like, the sport of hockey at the NHL <laughs> level. And like J Fresh Hockey has all the player cards to prove it. Like the wins above replacement, his his replacement value is just at an all time high. But I just I, that was like honestly one of my favorite uh, my favorite 
tweets essentially this year from him. Yeah, no, I, I love that from Vander Kane. I love, uh, I love the passion. You know, this guy he doesn't shy away from things. You know, and and he it could have been very easy for him to do that this season, especially with all the off ice things going on with his finances, the bankruptcy, and all of that. But you know what? He came out. Uh, he seemed like you know what? He seemed like a pretty positive guy this year. I know it's tough to to say looking from the outside, but it looked like he was pretty positive, and it showed on the ice too. I mean. How many nights do we come away from watching a Sharks game and say, you know what? The only decent player on that team tonight was Evander Kane. And I feel like that was over 50% of the games that we watched this year. Yeah, I think halfway through we had a uh, we had like a little player analysis around halfway through. And we were harping on some players like Couture, uh, Kevin LeBanc, even the, the likes of Timo Meyer. But every time we kind of circled around to Kane, we just couldn't find anything truly negative. And maybe it was because he was surrounded by so many bad players that this one bright spot kind of showed out according, you know, just from what we saw. Or maybe he just was that good. I don't expect him to be able to repeat it next year just based on, you know, just regular regression models, age, everything like that. But I think that's one thing that we can really relate to as fans is if you're having a really good outside of work life, it you, you translate that into work. Like, you're going into work happy. You're not worrying about things. If you have good things going on at home, good things are going to happen at work. And I think Evander Kane was the biggest kind of benefactor of his life truly changing around this last this last year. Whereas, as most people, the last year has been really rough, you know, with COVID, with, uh, you know, stay-at-home orders, especially in the California area where we implemented that very early and kind of had it last longer than most other states here in um, the United States. But, you know, Evander Kane able to spend a lot of time with his with his family, with his child, get out of that financial distress that he was in. You saw that carefree lack of stress translate onto the ice or at work. So I'm hoping we can move forward with this performance and duplicate it year and year down the line because he is one of the only Sharks that's performing up to the contract that he's been given. Even if he regresses, I mean, I think you look at his career stats. I think at the end of the day, you at least have a 50-point guy in Evander Kane, which is, I mean, on the San Jose Sharks team, that's a top-line winger for this team right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, great, great season from Evander Kane. Um, and, you know, maybe he gets that money back with the Logan Paul fight. I don't know. I'm still kind of waiting around to hear any <laughs> updates about that. If we hear anything, we will update you all. Uh, Producer Pigeon, you got something to say here? Honestly, the more... The more I hear about the Paul brothers in the media, the more, you know, pretty high profile fights that they're they're taking beat exhibition or whatever you want to call how they're how they're framed. This could work. Now, I, the biggest thing, obviously, is the NHL and the Sharks pushing back being like, we don't want a damaged asset. But let's be let's be honest here. We saw the Mayweather fight. We saw the, the younger brother fight like these guys ain't going to fuck up Kane, but. I, I, I'm not going to lie, boys. If that happens, I'm fucking ordering the pay-per-view. I'm watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. It. We're gonna we're all pitching in on that one. Yeah, that was that was an amazing fight, by the way. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That was just an absolute thriller. Which one? Mayweather the Mayweather? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were wa- talking about the Askren one, which I'm pretty sure Ben Askren, uh, he probably blew that one on purpose. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. All I'm saying is uh, afterwards, 
I know we're, we're kind of running off on a tangent here, but after that fight, what was it, Mayweather at the the post, like the the little media availability they did, he's like, "I'm I'm a professional in legalized bank robbery. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> like, this is just a heist." <laughs> like I, I'm an MMA guy, I I've been following it for years, getting back into it more this year. But what I was reading and based on the interviews that I listened to and stuff was like Mayweather actually prepared for the Conor Mc, uh, Conor McDavid, Conor McGregor. I almost pulled the Nick Floyd. Conor, Conor McDavid fight. Let's <laughs> the Con- go. The Conor McGregor fight. He actually trained, and that one was like that was an entertaining fight. Obviously, Connor got destroyed. That's how everyone thought it was going to play out. But for this one, Floyd didn't even train at all. Like, oh yeah, he trained a little bit, but he knew this was a money making exhibition match. And guys, I I just want the visuals of a Mayweather McDavid fight. That's what I want to see. We'll get the intern in on that one. We know know he's not getting paycheck shit. So yeah, exactly. Dress on Canva and get to work. Crack the whip. So. all right, back. back to yeah. Sorry, go, uh, you go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, so uh, I think you were on the right track there. We're going back to Evander Kane. That's where we're going back to. Um, oh, yeah, we're gonna kind of wrap up, you know, his his season here. I think Nick, um, you know, we, we both have basically only positive things to say about Evander Kane's season. Uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways, apart from you know just his offensive production, you noted the penalty minutes. Um, he wasn't in the box as much, especially near the end of games. I mean, we saw that previously with Evander Kane taking bad penalties in the third period would kill whatever team he's on. And he didn't do that a lot this season, which I think is great. And we actually have um, and what we're going to do for all these player reviews is we have the buy and sell meter uh, for these players. And it's based on a few different stats, uh, shooting percentage five-on-five shooting percentage, uh, secondary assists, and we're going to kind of run down if the player was above average, average, or below average for the season. Uh, So, Nick, let's start off with that first category for Vander Kane. I believe it was shooting percentage, right? I'm I'm moving around between tabs and everything. Yes, we are on shooting percentage. So shooting percentage, now they're all color-coded, easier for people like me who are the big dumb, Uh, but he's got 11.3% shooting percentage, which is uh, what they call normal, values in line with the expectation of this player. Um, And then next, I believe we have a five-on-five shooting percentage, correct? Uh, Yes. Yeah, looks like he's got uh, 9.9% of five-on-five shooting percentage. And uh, just a really quick thing that I wanted to highlight before we go even further into these uh, these values here, uh, getting back to the point that he was actually forced into more of a defensive role over the course of like the, his entire playing career, the last 10 years, his average offensive zone start percentage was anywhere between 46 and 56%. This year, his offensive zone start percentage was only at 37.3%. Well, so you're getting that level of productivity from a guy who's got to start in his own end close to 70% of the time. That's a great fucking player, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, sorry, you had the next category, correct? Yeah, so uh, the next category is points per 60 minutes. Uh, Vander Kane's at 2.6, which is considered normal. Um, and then we have secondary assists. Uh, 29.6. So he was actually considered below average in this category. Secondary assists, though, with a guy like Evander Kane. I mean, I don't think that's really concerning to anybody, to be quite honest. I think it's something to be expected. Yeah, he's he's in the, the thick of the shit all the time. Where he posted up on the power play, he's not doing one-timers. You know, he's not on, in the face-off dots doing his thing. He's net front presence on the first power play unit every single time. So... For him to get secondary assists, yeah, it's slightly below average, 
but he, he's just involved 100 percent of the time and like, he's involved in either the goals or the primary assist which just kind of t- reinforces the fact that he is just in he's, he's involved he's not the defender that's making a good breakout pass who's you know then that player is making a good pass over to another player that scores you know he's not the guy in the back end he's primarily associated with scoring so i actually prefer that to be a little bit lower if i'm being completely honest yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, at the end of the day, you look at this team and who else was scoring goals? Who else were he was he going to get these assists on? And there was really nobody on the team. So again, doesn't concern me at all. Let's get into our final report cards uh, for Evander Kane this season, this 2020-2021 season. I am going to give Evander Kane a solid A for this season. I mean, I don't think you can go for anything less, um, you know, career best. He's the um, best player on the team last year. Best player of the team. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually we, we skipped one point. He was named uh, by the Bay area media, the best uh, San Jose Sharks player of this past season. So it's an A from me, Nick, what do you have? You know, I don't like to one up people all the time, but I'm doing it today. I'm giving him an A plus. He said, you can't go, go any lower. You can go higher. I'm giving him the A plus. Straight A's for for Evander Kane. It's an absolutely amazing year. Um, I went to bat for him through you know the entirety on Twitter. Every time I could, I'm up there defending him, and I'll do it on here. He he's just the best player the Sharks have moving forward. Uh, what's going to happen with his contract? We don't know, but that's not what matters. Is you know currently he's playing amazing, and we hope to see that moving forward for the San Jose Sharks. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll get to this soon, but uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kane, we will send out the bumper sticker that says my son is an honor roll student from the Stick Hungry podcast. So well, we're going to we're going to throw that on there for you. Awesome. I, I think uh, I think we that pretty much wraps it up there. You can't on that uh, note. Really I think that's that a good, good time to stop. I think it is. Uh, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know if you agree with our report card, uh, you know, analysis. Let us know what your thoughts are on Evander Kane, what your grade was, or if there are some things that we may have missed that you want uh, to share with us. Feel, uh, feel free to tweet at us at StickHungryPod, or you can tweet at myself personally at NickFloor underscore, or if you want to harp on Dylan for his Red Bull consumption, you can tweet at him at DYL underscore THPN. I think that wraps it, us, wraps it up for us today. Look out for... Uh, the next player review, I believe we're going to be doing Ryan Donato, so look out for that, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.